Welcome to the Running Wine Mom podcast. My name is Samantha Selinski, and I'm here to talk about some of the most relevant things in my life, motherhood, fitness, and the wine that helps me get through it all. I'm excited to be here today to share some tips and insights about how you can stay fit and healthy while juggling the demands of being a mom or dad. As a mom myself, I know how challenging it can be to find time for fitness and self-care, but I also know how important it is to take care of ourselves so that we can be the best moms or dads that we can be. In this episode, I will be sharing some personal stories about my own journey as a mom and fitness enthusiast. And in future episodes, I'm going to share some of the ups and downs that I face through motherhood, through my fitness journey, and everything in between. I'm also going to be answering, hopefully, some common questions that I hear from other moms about how to balance life and how we're getting through each day. So if you're someone who wants to prioritize your health and fitness and hear about the behind the scenes of parenting, then this podcast is for you. Thanks for joining me as we explore the world of motherhood and fitness together. Let's begin. So as I said in the beginning, my name is Samantha Selinski. I am a 30-something-year-old health and phys ed teacher with two kids. My oldest daughter, Willow, turned two in November, and my son, Parker, is eight months old. I'm married to my husband, Mark. Uh, We met in our college years, and we will be married nine years this April. So why did I decide to start a podcast? Um, When I became a mom, I kind of felt like I entered this world of the unknown. Um, I felt like all the other moms were in this like secret society that no one really knows about until you have your own kid. Uh, I thought I was pretty prepared for motherhood. I have a lot of cousins and friends who had kids. Obviously, we had kids a little bit later. We had Willow when we were when I was 34. So a lot of my friends had had kids already. Some were grown. And I still never knew what was happening inside their houses, when they weren't sleeping at night. I never really grasped it until we had our first child. As a teacher, I feel like I love to give knowledge and information and I want to help others. And I feel like this podcast is definitely something that I'm aiming to do as my mission is to help as many people as I can, motherhood and fitness wise. So how am I going to set this podcast up? I decided after many hours in my car that I would kind of set it up as a little bit of an ode to my Instagram handle, which is The Running Wine Mom. I love to work out, love to be a mom, and of course, I love my wine. So the way that the episodes are going to be set up, essentially, is that I'm going to have my wine and win of the week. The wine will also be accompanied by my wine of the week that I choose or my guest chooses. Then we're going to go into the fitness part and end with the mom part or dad part because we might have some moms or dads on the show at some point. If I'm being honest, I really have no idea what I'm doing. I had a friend help me get the podcast equipment, figure out what I needed, and kind of I'm just going with the flow. I don't know how it will go, but I'm hoping that people like it and enjoy it and I can share stories of those around the country and the world who are in similar positions as you are. So let's get it started. 
first off is the wine and win of the week. Uh, I have to start off with my wine of the week, which I'm drinking right now. It's a white wine. It is Decibel Sauvignon Blanc. And if you know me, you know why this wine is special to me. My cousin Danny, he moved to New Zealand about 10 years ago to start making wine and he created the decibel line of wine and he has some wonderful different flavors and it's always stocked in our house so I had to get the edge off by having a little glass of Sauvignon Blanc by my cousin Danny. Now what is my actual wine of the week? It would be Parker Teething. Uh I felt like he's been teething for literally months, but finally, probably yesterday morning, a little tooth came in, and then I noticed today another bottom tooth came in, and the top one is coming in. So he's been pretty cranky, and his sleep has been really off. Luckily, right now, he went to bed pretty easily about an hour ago, but his naps today were like 30 minutes, barely. So it was kind of stressful and if you have a teething baby you know that they're in pain and you don't want them to be anymore you just want to help them get out of it so I'm hoping that these three teeth once they pop through he'll get back to his regular routine and I'm really hoping that he sleeps through the night tonight my win of the week is that tomorrow the Eagles are in the Super Bowl I grew up outside of Philadelphia so I'm very excited for this Last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl was 2018. I didn't have any kids at the time. I went to Tavern on Broad, which is actually no longer in existence, but it's right on Broad Street, and it was literally one of the best nights ever. Um, I worked down in Sea Isle City for pretty much all of my adult life, and most of us were at Tavern on Broad. When the Eagles won, everybody went out to uh, Broad Street to celebrate, and it was just such a memorable experience. So I'm kind of having a lot of flashbacks these last couple of days of what, you know, happened last time. Obviously, it's a little bit different this time having two kids and um, we're going to go to a friend's house for the game tomorrow and they always know how to throw a good party. Hopefully we'll be coming out with a win, but that might be my wine for next week, you know. All right, now let's get into the fitness part of the podcast. I want to focus on myself for this. Obviously, I don't have a guest, but just kind of wanted to give a little bit of background of who I am and where my love of athletics and fitness kind of started, which was at a really young age. I've always been involved in sports pretty much all year round started playing basketball at the age of eight, and that was the sport that I really loved. Played soccer, swam in the summers, field hockey, tried lacrosse for a season, which I kind of wish that I stuck with a little bit more, but just really was always active. My mom was always a runner, and I never really loved running. We would go for walks, but I wasn't very fast Uh, so I kind of would get intimidated with the running aspect of any of the athletics that I was involved in. Uh, it was always a little bit more difficult for me to be speedy out there, I guess. When I went to college, I opted not to go for a sport. Uh, I knew I wanted to do health and physical education. So I chose to go to East Stroudsburg because they have such a great program there and, kind of decided, you know, maybe I'll see what life is like without sports. Well, that lasted me about a year. I realized, A, that I really didn't even know how to work out. I had been playing sports for the last 12 years of my life and 
never really knew how to work out in a gym, which was kind of uh, eye-opening for me because I always felt like I knew what I was doing. So the first year of college was finding a new identity of what I wanted to do in regards to my fitness. My sophomore year, I opted to start playing rugby. My cousin played at Shippensburg and it was a club sport. So I kind of said, why the heck not? One of the best sports I've ever played. If you've never played rugby, it's kind of like football, but without the pads. Uh, We were super close with our guys team and it's just one of the best decisions that I made in my college career to play rugby. Once I graduated college again, I kind of had to reinvent myself for what I wanted to do long term for fitness. And one of my friends had said, oh, let's do the Broad Street Run, which if you're from the Philly area, um, it's 10 miles down Broad Street, really popular race. And um, I thought like 10 miles, I've never ran more than 5K. But my mom and I decided to do it. And I realized that It didn't matter how fast you were, but if you could set a distance, you can do that. And that's kind of how my love for running started. The next year, my friend Krista, who I played rugby with in college, asked me to do a half marathon, which again, I kind of thought, I'll never do this. But we did and kind of kept pushing myself doing long distance, 10 miles and half marathons until... 2016, I had the opportunity to do the New York City Marathon, which I will talk about in another episode more in depth. But I did the New York City Marathon in 2016. And in 2017, I had the opportunity to do it as well. And again, never thought I could do 26.2 miles, but I did complete it. And they were some of the best days that I've ever had. When my husband and I moved into our house, we started looking for a gym. That's uh, the next part of my fitness journey. And we were lucky enough to live about five minutes away from what I think is one of the best gyms in the country. And honestly, probably the world. I don't know anybody that has a gym quite like mine. The Newtown Athletic Club, there's just so much to do there. They offer so many different classes and workouts. They have top-notch equipment. There's a pool, there's a bar, gives me everything I want in one space. And I've been a member there for 10, it'll be 10 years this year. And there's nowhere else that I would really want to go. It kind of whatever I want to do that day, if I want to do yoga, if I want to do dance sweat class, if I want to lift heavy, there's all the opportunities for it. And then I've also met so many amazing people there, so many friends over the years, which is even better. And now that we have the kids, they have great classes for kids and they have the kids club which is saving my sanity most days and I am forever grateful for it I will probably talk about it in future episodes because there's just so much to divulge at that place and that's where my next journey kind of went with working out and keeping consistent because I do think you know you can work out anywhere but you want to make sure you love where you're working out. So sometimes I work out at home. Sometimes, you know, I'll work out on my lunch break at work, but the knack gives me a different feeling when I go there. It's like you're living in luxury uh, at the gym and I just enjoy being there, which is something that's really important in your fitness journey. Outside of my fitness journey, my daily life consists of me being surrounded by 
fitness and sports. I am a high school health and phys ed teacher. I have been at my job for the last 12 years and I worked at a few other places prior to. I will be retiring hopefully at the school that I'm at now. I really like the way that they have the health and phys ed program set up and to kind of go back to my fitness journey of transitioning from high school to college and not really knowing how to work out because I always was just at practice. That's how I kept my fitness when I was in high school. My goal is to teach lifelong fitness, but also with the focus on mindfulness, especially after COVID. But prior to, so many high school kids are going through so many issues that I never had to experience growing up, but it takes a toll on you. And I've realized over the years, these kids need a lot more than just, hey, go run the mile. And my goal is to give them choices in their everyday activity. Because guess what? Once they leave, once they graduate, if they don't like basketball, they're not going to ever play basketball. If they don't like soccer, they're never going to play soccer. So our department as a whole kind of gives choices every day. If today you want to play badminton, that's great. And I think that will really help hopefully them get into a routine of really enjoying exercise because phys ed gets such a bad name. Uh, Everybody hates it or hated it growing up. And I really want to change the perspective of it. Last year, I was able to have a mindfulness class. During my maternity leave with my daughter, I actually wrote a journal prompt book because I had all this information from teaching health and focusing on mental health. And I found myself in a very lonely spot at some points having a child in the winter, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But when she would nap, I would just kind of write out different journal prompts and and answer them. So what I did was not only have I published the book, but I also was able to kind of create a class out of it. And the kids would answer the questions from my book every day. And then we would do meditation afterwards, which I think is really important for the kids to do. Again, I'll definitely be talking about that on future episodes and different tactics. If you have teenagers or even younger kids, we work with our daughter who it's only two about working on her breath work and how to, when you're frustrated, take a step back and really take your problems head on, but do it in a way that you're not doing it unhealthy. And I hope that can help a lot of my kids in their future. So that kind of wraps up everything about my fitness journey up until this point. It's never ending. And I think in my younger years, I really strived to work out to get to a certain weight. I love all the body positivity that's been coming out over these last couple years. And as a health and phys ed teacher, I really try to teach about body positivity as well. But I grew up around women who were very thin. And that's not really the way that my body type is. I'm thicker. And I love that. But I didn't realize until probably college that thicker didn't mean you were fat. It meant that you were, you could be strong. Um, Anyone at any weight can be strong, but I never really had that perspective before. And that was something that I really struggled with. So 
as I was through my teens and my 20s, I was always trying to work out to lose weight to get to a certain number. And then kind of when I got to my 30s, I really realized that well, I, I actually like working out and it makes me feel better. It's good for my mental health. It's good for my body. It's good for my longevity. And then when I got pregnant, a time in my life when I was a little bit nervous to kind of see what happened with the way my body changed. I really never felt stronger in pregnancy and postpartum, which was something that I was not expecting. And I definitely had a mind shift in that. And then I've been postpartum for about eight months. And it's been a struggle for me to really get down to a weight that I like and that I am happy with and looking at my body in the mirror to see something that I really am happy with. But I'm proud of my body and that's something that I really need to remind myself to focus on. It grew two children and the extra weight that I have right now is is there and that's that is what it is. But the working out part has never stopped. Even when I was pregnant the day before that I had Parker, I was at the NAC working out, doing a dance class, and 24 hours later, I had Parker. But anyway, I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent, but just to kind of give you a little perspective of I guess I have had body image issues and motherhood just to transition into this part of the podcast. Motherhood has really helped me to love my body for what it is and to kind of bring back the understanding of how strong it is and how amazing it is to be able to grow humans is really something they say miraculous, but it really is. So let's talk about motherhood and my journey to pregnancy. Before I had kids, I kind of questioned, do I want to have them? All my friends around me were having them, but I just never really felt ready for them. My husband and I were kind of on the same thought process. We love to travel. We love to do things. Our schedules are really crazy. We always had a great group of friends who loved to go out all the time. I lived down the shore in the summer starting at 21 I think and I loved my job down there and then it was kind of like you would I would have to give it all up for motherhood and was I willing to do that did I want to do that and every year we would kind of come back to is this what something we want to do is this something we want to do we would it was our September conversation and then one year we were kind of like we really need to make a decision do we want to have kids or do we not want to have kids and I really felt in my soul that I was ready to have them. And so I think it was like September or August of 2019, we decided that we wanted to start trying. Now, prior to us deciding, yes, we actually want to have kids, I had gone to some fertility doctors right after we got married in 2014 because I... I'm definitely a planner and definitely type A, and I just wanted to make sure that everything would be kind of ready to go once we opted to have kids because I've always had a regular menstrual cycle, obviously having trouble losing weight, all of that. And I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. Again, I'll go into it more in some future episodes, but that's what I was diagnosed with. So once we decided that we wanted to start trying for kids, we knew that it would kind of be a little bit of a bumpy journey. And so finally in December of 2021, I was referred to a reproductive doctor, fertility doctor, and we had another great experience with that. They worked with us 
diligently. Finally, the end of February, we went through some different procedures and found out I was pregnant on International Women's Day. Actually, it was. We didn't find out what we were having with either child, but I always kind of had a clue that it was going to be a girl in my mind just because I found out that I was pregnant on that day. So yeah, I found out the beginning of March of 2020 that we were pregnant. And if you know anything about March of 2020, you know that two weeks later, the whole world shut down. So my first pregnancy was pretty much, well, it was all in the midst of COVID. A positive of it was that I didn't know what I was missing out on by having a pregnancy during that time. I only knew what was happening without my husband being at my appointments or, you know, not really seeing every anybody So I thought all of that was pretty normal, even though I know with my second child, it definitely wasn't. And another positive was that I didn't really have to work very much. Obviously, we did virtual learning, but if I was having, you know, morning sickness or something like that, it was much easier to be doing virtual learning on the couch than in the gym or in a health classroom which was definitely a positive. Obviously, there's so many negatives that I will share eventually as well. But overall, I'm really grateful for the experience of being pregnant in 2020. I had my daughter Willow uh, on November 9th of 2020. And I was shocked when my postpartum period came. As I said before, we were a little bit older when we had kids. And I had some friends who had kids in their 20s, early 20s, some who had just recently had kids, and I wasn't prepared for postpartum at all. My pregnancy was pretty easy, had a great time during it, was able to work out, and then that first night, I remember thinking, like, how am I even going to survive? And for the months that followed, like, I didn't even really understand how there was mothers walking around. I thought I was always going to be stuck to a timer and breastfeeding every three hours and I wasn't going to be able to leave the house. And it was just really, I, I it, it was really stressful and I struggled a lot and I didn't realize how much I struggled until I had my son because I had a lot easier postpartum with him than I did with Willow. One of the biggest struggles that I had with postpartum was just the unknown. I kept asking, why did my friends not tell me this is what it's like? I'm such a planner. As I said, I thought that I knew what I was going to be experiencing and that was definitely not the case. Obviously, looking back, I think I struggled Absolutely, with postpartum anxiety, maybe even a little bit of postpartum depression. But again, I really didn't know any differently. And I just thought this is what everybody kind of went through. So maybe that's a reason why nobody told me what it was like. But I am very open and honest about things with new moms and friends. And I have a great group of women that I talk to every day about different things with whether it's motherhood or just life. And I think having a support system is really important to be successful in motherhood. We can't do it alone. That's something I learned really, really quickly. So anyway, back to my experience with Willow. The winter was tough. Obviously, having a COVID winter baby, we didn't do very much. By the time the spring came, I went back to work right when I was kind of feeling a little bit back to myself. And then My family spent another summer down in Sea Isle, which was awesome. I felt like me a little bit 
I mean, probably like 75% backed. But then we, my husband and I talked a bit about, do we want to have a second kid? And it took us a little while to have Willow and we had to go through the fertility treatments and we were getting older and what did we want to do? So we said, let's just try. And then if we don't get pregnant by November of 2021, then we'll go back to the fertility doctor. And the first time we got pregnant with Parker, it was definitely a shock, which was a great shock. We didn't think that it was going to happen that way. And when Willow was nine and a half months old, we found out we were pregnant with our second. So we quickly entered the phase of pregnancy and a toddler, which was a wild ride. It was a great experience. Again, I had another really nice pregnancy, so I can't complain too much. But having a toddler and being pregnant was definitely no joke. Uh, She started walking when she was 11 months old. So by the time I was out of the first trimester, she was moving around and walking around and then very quickly running around. So if you know Willow, she doesn't really walk anywhere. She runs everywhere. So I was very thankful for my health and fitness during my pregnancy because without it, honestly, I I don't know what I would have done. Then entering 2022, January of 2022, I was on Facebook and I saw somebody had posted something about a language development project that was run through Princeton University. And it was for people who were having babies in the next few months. And I was like, wow, I really need to check this out. I want to be a part of a language development study from Princeton University. How cool would that be? It said they were in the beginning phases. So I think that you would sign up for like a month or something. And then they would take different data from it. So I sent an email, get an email about two weeks later saying that they were out of the beginning phases and they needed families to sign up for three years. So the research is called the first 1000 days and they wanted to video families for basically 12 hours a day in their home and collect data for the first 1,000 days of the baby's life. And as you're listening, you might be thinking, hell no, my family would never do that. And I remember sitting in the parking lot of Giant, which is a grocery store near us, and I said, my husband's definitely going to say no, but I really want to take this opportunity because there is definitely there was definitely an opportunity for us to basically share our child with the world in a way this is going to be something that can really change the path of the way that our kids learn and and I obviously love to learn and teach and I thought we we can't say no to this opportunity so we met with the people They were so nice. They answered every question that we had and more. And again, of course, I'll have a podcast episode specifically in the details of everything. But we decided to sign up for it. And so in May of 2021, they set up all of the cameras and the equipment. And we've been obviously in in it for the last eight plus months with no complaints or anything. It's been a really easy process. And of course, we've pretty much forgotten that the cameras are there. So sorry, Princeton, for what our parenthood life may look like, but it it is what it is. So I'm really excited to see what information they get from it over the next few years. I think there's like 15 other families that are involved with the program. And I have a feeling this is going to really change the way that development is looked at. 
And next on the agenda is June of 2022. That is when we had Parker, June 2nd of 2022, another surprise gender baby. Now we have one of each, girl and a boy, and couldn't be happier. And we are done having children. And now it is about getting back to parenthood and really what our new lives kind of look like. My postpartum experience with Parker was extremely different. First of all, the weather was very different. It was June, so it was really nice out. We were able to be outside. We weren't afraid of RSV, of the flu. We weren't as afraid of COVID. We just really kind of didn't slow down with Parker, which I don't regret, but I do kind of, I'm a little sad that I didn't get the just sitting inside all day with the newborn like we did with Willow. We we both kind of agreed that it was a very different experience in that way, but we made a lot of other memories in Parker's newborn phase. We traveled down the shore a lot in the summer. We went to Maine, uh, to Acadia National Park, and then we did a road trip down to Disney, which another episode for that with our four-day road trip down there, and then we drove back. So that was a really cool experience. Yeah, so that's kind of where we are at now. Parker, like I said, is eight months old. Willow turned two in November. And I feel like my mind and body have been so involved in pregnancy and postpartum these last three years that I haven't had time to focus on much else, which I mean, who would be able to focus on much else? And while, of course, teaching and parenthood really takes up so much of my time, kind of felt like, again, there's something else that I could be doing. And I really just find that the motherhood, people just want to feel connected to each other. So I had decided before I even had Parker that I wanted to write a fourth trimester book called Everything That You Need to Know That Nobody Told You. So that's in the process right now. And I thought, oh, I'll probably do the same thing as I did with Willow and I'll write it during my maternity leave. And that never happened because having two under two, I did not get the same amount of free time that I did with one child, which is totally fine. But since I've been back at work, I've been using my lunch breaks to kind of have an outlet of writing, which has been really nice and kind of gathering a lot of information about postpartum. And that was my focus and goal for 2023. And then one day I'm kind of driving home and I'm just thinking about different things specifically that I was putting in the book. I thought, you know, I should start a podcast. So I kind of said, okay, the second half of the year, that'll be my goal is to start a podcast. And then I thought, well, like, why not just start it now? And then this way I can talk about some of the things that I'm including in the book. I'm writing the book right now. So a lot of the stuff is fresh in my mind and it's what I'm thinking about right now. Reached out to a friend who her husband does podcasts and I kind of just said like, what do I need to do? Help me out. And he sent me an extensive list with links and everything. And here I am sitting in my basement at the bar, drinking some Decibel Sauvignon Blanc, creating a podcast. And I'm really excited for it. And I hope that I can help others in their journey of whatever phase of life that they're in. I really thought about it. I thought, okay, maybe I should just do like a solo podcast. And then I started thinking about all the people I know, my family members and the women and men in my life who have these incredible experiences under their belts. And I really want people to hear their stories. I really feel like their story shouldn't go untold. And so some weeks I'll have a guest, some weeks I won't. 
and we'll just kind of see how it goes. So if you stuck with it this far, I really appreciate it. This was episode number one, so hopefully it just gets better after this one. I'd love it if you could like the podcast, share the podcast with your friends. If you want to follow me on social media, I am at the running wine mom underscore and feel free to reach out whenever you have questions comments concerns let me know what you think about it and i will talk to you guys soon